Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah. Thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. It's great to be with you again this week. In this podcast, I'll be sharing on the half Torah portion under Matot, which is translated tribes. It is concerning the call of Jeremiah, one of the greatest of Israel's prophets. We'll look at how and when he was called and what his calling as a prophet looked like. I think you'll enjoy this. Keep in mind that this is a midrash and not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or a theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself, and I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of the Messiah. So I'm going to be reading from the Tanakh, and, and the passages that I'm going to read from are found in Jeremiah. Uh, the translation is the JPS translation of the Tanakh. So let's begin with Jeremiah chapter 1. I'll work my way down. In the words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests at Anathoth, in the territory of Benjamin, the word of the Lord came to him in the days of King Josiah, son of Amnon, or Ammon, of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign, and throughout the days of King Jehoiakim, son of Josiah of Judah, and until the end of the eleventh year of King Zedekiah, the son of Josiah of Judah, when Jerusalem went into exile in the fifth month. The word of the Lord came to me. This is a fascinating phrase. The word of the Lord came to me. In fact, it's going to be one of the phrases that Jeremiah uses throughout his writings. You know, the word of the Lord came to me saying it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a great phrase and kind of qualifies this particular prophet. Now, he's going to uh, make some claims here that are subjective, and it relates to the office of the prophet, as we will see. But think about this. The word of the Lord came to him. Not another prophet. Another prophet didn't come come to him and say, uh, Jeremiah, I'm going to ordain you and anoint you as a prophet. No prophet came to him, nor did a priest come to him, nor a king, but rather the word of the Lord. So what qualified him, when you think about it, what qualified him to be a prophet? What degrees did he have? And where did he get his ordination, right? This is fascinating when you think about it. His claim is... The word of the Lord came to him and stated this, verse 5, Before I created you in the womb, I selected you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet concerning the nations. Wow, think about that. People were not born into the office of the prophet. This is unlike the office of the priests. The priests were born into their office. They had to be a son of Aaron or, or uh, Levi. This was, a, this was a tribal issue. You were a priest because you were born a priest, and you were raised by priests, and you were trained by priests. Not so with the prophets. They were selected somewhat randomly by God himself 
as purported by the ones called. They were selected, they were consecrated, and they were appointed by God. In the case of Jeremiah, he was selected, consecrated, and appointed prior to his birth. This is fascinating in every way when you think of the prophets. They were called of God. And, and in some ways, you, could, you can make the claim, well, they were self-appointed, you know, because no one else appointed them. There was no ordination, so to speak, back in these days. It was uh, somewhat subjective within the person who felt was called to this particular office. Listen to Jeremiah's response. I replied, Ah, Lord God, I don't know how to speak, for I am still a boy. And the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am still a boy, but go go wherever I send you and speak whatever I command you. What does that tell us about the prophets? First thing that we can note is, they are God's spokesperson. He says, you go where I tell you to go, and you speak whatever I command you to speak. In other words, they're going to represent God, and they're going to speak on God's behalf. This is what it means to prophesy. It means to speak forth the words that God gives you to speak. He goes on to say, have no fear of them, the ones he's sending the prophet to. Have no fear of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. The courage of Jeremiah resides in the promise that God will oversee and providentially take care of him, even delivering him. Why? Because the message that Jeremiah will bring over and over again is going to be counterculture, is going to be filled with correction, rebuke, reproof, and correction. And you know how that goes. Yeah, I mean, that's why the prophets were stoned. Many of them were stoned. They were hated. Um, And so he has a tough message for the nation. The nation is filled with some pretty rebellious leaders. And those leaders are going to try to shut his mouth. They're going to try to murder him. God says, don't worry about it, Jeremiah. I am with you. I will deliver you over and over again. Verse 9, the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, herewith, I put my words into your mouth. So the prophets, they were raised up by God, anointed by God, ordained by God, if you will. They were touched by by God, God imparted his spirit to them and filled them with his word. And they were to speak his word at his direction, wherever that might be and to whomever that might be and within his timing. And they were to do it with great courage and boldness. Verse 10, see, I appoint you this day over nations and kingdoms to uproot and pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build up and to plant. Now think about that. The prophets were sent to speak to powerful civil leaders, even priests. We find it in a number of other passages. They not only spoke to the civil realm, they spoke to the ecclesiastical realm, the realm of the priests who were the teachers of Israel. Yeah, the prophets would go occasionally to the priests and tell them, you're not teaching the word of God. 
you are not you are you're you're teaching your own deal and you're way out of line out of alignment with God's word they would rebuke the priests they would tell the priests get back on track teach the word of the Lord and so they not only went to the civil leaders they went to the priests as well their job was to illuminate and reveal the heart of God they were illuminators they were revealers. These were the prophets. They came to warn us, to warn the people when they're off track to get back on track or God would judge them. So they came with warnings. They came with rebukes. They came, they came to reprove and to correct. And, and again, that's why so many of them were stoned and murdered. People just wanted to shut their mouths. They were to call Israel back to covenant faithfulness. That's right. Not only speaking to the civil realm, but more importantly, to speak to Israel, to tell her to come back to covenant faithfulness, to, 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 to live a life within the framework of the covenant. God had given them the power to uproot, to pull down, to destroy and overthrow. They would come and they would prophesy over kings. They would prophesy over civil leaders And they would warn the civil leaders that if they did not repent and come into alignment with God's word, that they would prophesy their destruction, their doom, and that they had the power to do that. And heaven would stand behind it. And if they spoke those words, heaven would accomplish it. These were powerful men and women. They could affect entire nations with their words because God invested in them his divine authority and power to speak on his behalf. Amazing. I love the prophets. Now, in addition to uprooting and pulling down, in addition to destroying and overthrowing, they also had the power to build up, to encourage and build up and to plant. So, you know, they, they got the full spectrum here in terms of job description, right? And, and Jeremiah did just that. He, he did. He, he was used in that capacity. Um, this office of the prophets, It didn't end with Jeremiah, nor even with Malachi. In fact, the office of the prophet continues to this day under the new covenant that Jeremiah himself prophesied was coming. So in a later show, hopefully we'll have a chance to look at the office of the prophet in the new covenant era. But in conclusion, suffice it to say, God had spokespersons from the days of Abraham all the way down to the end of the Tanakh era. Jeremiah was one of them. And we see these spokespersons rise up again in the era of Messiah under the new covenant. So what's our job in relationship to these remarkable men and women who are called to be prophets? Our job to listen to them to prayerfully implement the reforms that they are calling for. As King Jehoshaphat exhorted our ancestors in ancient times, may we be wise to heed his voice today. He said in 2 Chronicles 20.20, Trust firmly in the Lord your God, and you will stand firm. And trust firmly in his prophets, and you will succeed. What does that mean? It means that success and happiness comes when you line up with the design of God, 
which the prophets are calling for. The very thing that the prophet is illuminating and revealing. Ignore them and live in accordance with societal norms and designs and you'll be uprooted and removed. Our job is to listen to the prophets, not conform to societal or cultural norms, but to live according to the design of God. And the prophets come to explain that, to clarify, to reveal that. And if we neglect that and just cave in, because we want to be accepted, right? Ultimately, we're the ones that are uprooted and removed along with all of those who reject the words of the prophets. So pray about that. Pray about that. Think through that. You know, dialogue with God in heaven about these things. I think it would do well for us to learn to listen to the prophets. Well, that concludes our program for this week. A special thanks to our great King Yeshua the Messiah and to you, our listeners and supporters, for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now, pray with us, give financially, and share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. And if you have time, check out all of our social media at graftedin.com. That's G-R-A-F-T-E-D-I-N.com. Baruch Hashem, blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark, and until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua, the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.